documentary has been made recognising the wonderful work being done at the Knock and Rawley Resource Centre in uh, Tipperary Town. Uh, before we hear from some of those involved, I want to play you a little from the trailer to the documentary. <laughs> Anybody that comes in the door gets a wealth, no matter who they are, what they are, what nationality, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, no. You know, and young, old, it yeah. doesn't make any difference. Yeah. You know, there's no... We don't judge, I suppose. No we're non-judgmental, No, really. we're not. Yeah. Yeah. We're not. And we never were. Once you get in the front door, it's like a, it's like being gone in home and the fire is lit. It's, it's a homely place, full of community, and there's always something happening here. Knock and Rawley is home, I think, to so many people. It's so welcoming that it's, it's just... I can't put it into words, but you can see that it's, it just changes people's lives. Well, our own Ali is at uh, Knock and Rawley Resource Centre in Tipperary Town for us uh, this morning ahead of the premiere of the uh, documentary. Good morning to you, Ali. Yeah, good morning, Fran. I'm here at Knock and Raleigh Resource Centre this morning, just ahead of the big premiere. They're all picking out dresses and outfits for next week for the big premiere at the XL. And it's the premiere of the extraordinary documentary called Knock and Raleigh, Our Place. And just to talk a little bit more about it, uh, we have the filmmaker herself here. We're going to talk to her in just a moment. But Mary Maloney is CE supervisor here at Knock and Raleigh. And Mary, I'm sure there aren't many people left in Tipperary who doesn't know what Knock and Raleigh is and the great work that it does. But just give us a nice overview of the work that's done here. Okay, um, good morning Fran, good morning listeners. Um, Knock and Raleigh Resource Centre is officially opened since 1991, actually our birthday is on Friday. I can't believe that. <laughs> so it's good timing, it's the 8th of September 1991 it was officially opened. It was the brainchild of the late sister Joan Madden and the local Pierce Park Residence Committee just across the road from us. They had done an analysis I think back in 1988 and discovered the need in the area for the support, so that's really how it started. It started in the room we are in at the minute, the main hall. There was just one room with the little office here to our back, so it has definitely grown and grown and grown over the years. Yeah, tell us what's here now. Yeah, we have a massive centre now. We, it has expanded, I think there was three or four different extensions over the years. We have a community development project, we have a childcare project, we have family therapy and counselling, we have training and education, we have an organic garden at the back of the building, we have various programs like we have the Ability Programme, we have a Community Employment Programme, we have outreach programmes then that come maybe once a week or once a month. We have Coonsair come to the centre every Monday. We have Restorative Justice come, um, Community Services. We would have, um, over the years, Substance um, Clinic from Camel would have been here as well. So there's a variety of things. Um, Nighttime, we would have like temporary ETB rent rooms here to put on adult education evening courses, so they're starting back again next week with healthcare and childcare courses. There's a variety of stuff. I think I suppose when we're here every day, we just take it for yeah. granted a little bit. It's when fresh eyes come in, they can see that there is so much activities and so much support going on for all members of the community from small children right up to senior citizens. How does it compare then across the country and across the county? What's available here I think is very unique and there's a lot more here than, than you would find in other resource centres similar to it maybe or comparable to it. I suppose really we are a one-stop shop really that we have a variety of, of services that help people. Say childcare would be a big um, addition or a big help to people trying to get back into work, back into education. Obviously we have parent and family support, we have family therapy and counselling, we have all say like hobby kind of 
courses or programmes as well to get people out, get people into the community and get people included. Say for, like we'd have women's groups, men's groups, we'd the men's sheds, we would have summer camps. We would, there's just a variety of stuff really that goes on over the year for all the age groups. Are you finding there's a big demand for services now, not just post-COVID, but also with the, the cost of living now and everything? People and families need a bit more help. Are you finding that here? We are, definitely. I think that post-COVID, I suppose, on one hand, people are very anxious. They want to get back out, get back involved, take up new activities, get back out meeting people, basically. But I suppose in the recent times, with the cost of living, there's definitely a need for more support. Theresa will be talking to you in a yeah. minute. So she, under the Community Development Programme, there is a food cloud programme. And I think Theresa will can vouch that the demand has risen definitely over the last maybe 18 months, two years especially. Yeah, it's it's sorry to say that, but I mean, thank God that we have resources like like yourselves here available for people who are in need then, isn't it? It is. I think, yeah, we are we, we're here for the community. It's The centre is run by the community for the community. Yeah. So we're here to help in any way we can. And that's exactly what inspired this documentary, Knock and Rolly Our Place. And the filmmaker is with uh, Grey Heron Media. It's Mary McDonnell and she joins me now. Mary, when did this project begin for you? Well, it began, um, I suppose, a few years ago, really. Um, myself and uh, my colleague, uh, Dermot McIntyre from uh, Grey Heron Media, and we had uh, Daniel Clancy at the time, and we would have put our heads together because uh, we, over time, had come here quite a bit making radio programmes for local radio, um, meeting different individual groups here like Falchus Jock Language Class, um, you know, the Men's Shed, the Organic Garden. And I suppose we were just chatting and we were thinking about our next, what our next community television uh, programme would be. And it, it, it actually just began to be very apparent that there was an amazing story here of, you know, there's all the individual groups which on their own are, are fantastic. But they, every time we came here, I suppose we each were seeing what a lovely atmosphere was here and the energy of the place and the opportunities that it was given to people. So we thought, oh, there's actually, it's actually the story of Knock and Rawley itself. Yes. And I suppose the, the, um, the, yeah, the, the fantastic um, life skills and opportunities that it gives to people. So I suppose that's where it began and uh, where it, the filming itself began then was this year. Um, so we are making we sat down there in January uh, I remember well coming in sitting down with Teresa Normal who's beside me here and um, I suppose just saying okay so what what is this film now going to be about because we had um, we had a plan as such but this is uh, co-creative filmmaking it's uh, community filmmaking and the broadcast um, station is Cork Community Television which would be the community TV for kind of Munster really so um, I suppose the great opportunity there because this is funded by through Commission Naman and um, I suppose the opportunity is to make the film in a different way maybe than the documentary crew normally coming in, you know, they're they're trying to find the story, and that's and that's so valid. But this is 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 different in that this wasn't me trying to or Dermot or you know trying to 
uh, tell what we think our story of Knock and Rally. What we were trying to do with the Knock and Rally editorial team was to try and actually stop ourselves from doing that. Actually, say, no, what is what is the story of what happens here? What is important here? So, was that evolving all the time oh, for you during the process? It absolutely was, because I think even from when the original plan had been, because sometimes there's there's some time passes between when you you write your original application and then you're coming to make it, especially because we had COVID in between. So there was different groups here and there was um, there was actually, there was different staff, There was it was different. So we had to actually um, keep the plan as maybe a backbone, but then I remember just sitting down and we, we kind of said, well, what, what is happening here now? And we, we kind of began, I think, with the Young at Hearts group uh, as, as a way to kind of s people start getting to know to, to, to know that we were making the film. Um, but it was all about, um, yeah, what are the groups that are active now and what is Knock and Rawley trying to achieve? Because I remember uh, Teresa saying on, on the first day uh, this year, in January, saying about how Knock and Rawley is actually quite an organic place yeah. and I thought oh that's interesting because there's the organic garden but I think what Teresa is saying there is actually it's organic in the sense that somebody might come into one group like Young at Hearts and they might be dancing and they might be singing and then they might find out that actually there's a men's shed they might, um, they might decide that they're going to take part in the ukulele class or they're going to take part in, in an education course yeah. that it's and it's 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 the staff seeing I suppose the the perhaps uh, seeing what way they can support the people coming in but then it's also organic in that people coming in have that opportunity to um, I suppose to see what's happening here and, and yeah. kind of get involved more widely so and it all kind of branches into each other but it's all connected at the same time for the premiere then next week how excited are you about that are you nervous though heading into your premiere are you excited I, I'm both. Um, I'm really excited and I know that we had a, basically what we did, because it's collaborative, it was collaborative right through from watching the different edits and w with the editorial team here, um, Teresa and the other staff members. But then we had, a, we had our own community screening when the, the film was about three quarters of the way ready. It wasn't quite there, but just to see like what do people think. Yeah. Oh, I was very nervous that day. I can, uh, what was the reaction to it that day? Um, it was great, yeah. Um, You're very modest. <laughs> it, was, it was a total eye-opener, actually, just to see you. Um, sorry now, just to... Can I just also jump in? Um, yeah, this is Teresa Normal French. She's Community Development Coordinator here at Knock and Rawley. Um, just to see you, like, what I hadn't realised about this film um, was that this is Mary's actual first film, you know, full, uh, complete film, and it's been such a, a pleasure actually working with Mary on, I think everyone would say the same, and Grey Heron Media, um, because the day of the screening was such an eye-opener. Like, obviously, our um, our manager we're, we was leaving at the time, and I'd say after watching that film, she probably didn't want to leave because oh. it was just it was just so... Was it more than what you expected? It was absolutely, I was almost close to tears. I'm looking at Anne Murphy there. I was, I was wiping the tears away from my eyes. I was, I just couldn't believe uh, how um, much, let's say, getting involved in, in an activity um, meant to some of the people that were coming in and overlaps. I felt very proud of my colleagues. Do you know the childcare staff? It was wonderful to see the childcare staff. I know Anne Murphy's there as well. Um, just to see all the different staff, um, you know, like we're all blind to, you, you know, you work yeah. in silos, even though it's organic. You're not seeing what, let's say, Mary's doing all the time, even though we do, because she does everything. Um, but, um, <laughs> do you know, you mightn't see what the other staff are doing, because you're, 
you're kind of running. Yeah. You know, the work is... So really, to get that overview of what's being done just here. brilliant. Yeah. And it was just like, I mean, I suppose what Mary is talking about there when she put in the plan, like life not can really change. Obviously, it's 2023. We have a completely different landscape. We're coming out of COVID. We have lots of Ukrainian people um, using the service. We have um, a number of Syrian families have moved. Do you know, we have our existing groups, like we have the men's shade. But like the, the landscape of community development work is completely changed and yeah. I really think that Mary's um, film and Grey Heron's film really um, showcases that. Yeah. So. Let's talk to some of the people involved in the film. Dinny is here. I'm going to talk to Dinny in a minute because he's going to sing us out. But uh, Mike is here as well and Mary spoke to us about Young at Heart and Mike is team leader of Young of Heart. Morning Mike. Morning. Tell me about Young at Heart. It's uh, a group that came together um, about a year ago I think Teresa more, a bit more than that and uh, Teresa had the idea and she kind of put it to me and we sat down and discussed what we'd like to do. It was after COVID as well too yeah. and a lot of people were kind of down and fed up including us elderly people or senior citizens or whatever we might like to be called. You're not a day over 40, Mike. <laughs> Only just double it in a bit now. <laughs> anyway, so we decided in and we had a chat with Teresa in there and Teresa was interested and gave us full support and she just stood up to the table and says, let's go for it, Mike, and off we went. And what do you do then? It's singing, a group you coming together? Group. We, we bring in, the, the people come in then and we started off with community singing, which we thought would be an idea, you know, yeah. to sing a couple of songs after COVID and get, get to know each other. So we printed out uh, books and songs and we started singing. Then we went on to the dancing and we started learning dance. A lot of people weren't able to dance and we learned them new dancing. What uh, kind of dancing? Uh, line dancing and social dancing, like you would do waltz, you know, traditional waltzes and quick steps and bit of chanos and. What was your favourite? My favourite is chanos, but like uh, it's um, it's a kind of a, a difficult thing enough to do is at it? times, you know what I mean? But uh, I like the line dancing; it's easier to more yeah. of a slower step, and it's easier to thing. And we learned a lot of people in who weren't able to dance; they got took into dancing, and then we. We had poetry from different people and we had storytelling. We had everything and anything, you know. That, that and everyone. when does Young at Hearts meet then, for anyone maybe who's uh, listening to this thinking, that, that's down my street now, I'd like yes. a bit of that. Well, we meet every Wednesday at 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock to 2, and today is our first Wednesday back after the summer break. Oh, there'll be a lot of singing so today. There could be a lot of singing. A lot, <laughs> probably a lot of talking maybe about the film. What harm. Of course, another big uh, element of Knock and Rally here, of course, is its amazing childcare centre. And Anne Murphy is over that and she joins me here now. Anne, good morning to you. Good morning. Tell me about the childcare. How many kids do you have under your care kind of here at the moment? Uh, we have about 100 or more children. Um, yeah, it's a huge number. Um, and we'd have about 24 or 5 staff. Um, working within the childcare field. And it's, of course, a very popular uh, childcare option, I think, for families around, because we know the difficulties a lot of families have, not just in sourcing childcare, but, but trying to, to pay for it as well, because financially, it, it can be a huge cost. And you've certainly made great efforts here at Knock and Raleigh to try and address that. Yes, um, there are a number of schemes that uh, support the costs for parents, that's the ECC, free, the free childcare scheme, and also the NCS, the National Childcare Scheme. And we would work with the parents 
And if we see a loop or an area where they could um, bring down their childcare bill, we will let them know how we can facilitate them around bringing down their childcare bill. So we do our best to make it um, as um, feasible for parents yeah. as possible. Well done. Well done. And keep up the good work. Uh, just before I go to dinner, because we're just running out of time, Theresa, I might ask you about the premiere itself. I know it's on in the Excel next Tuesday. There's only kind of a few tickets left for it. But uh, tell us the when and the where. What time? Um, so it's 7 o'clock um, next Tuesday, the 12th of September. Um, tickets are flying out the door. I think we're going to have to have another screening. Or, um, and if that's the case, that's fine. I would say to people who are listening and have a curiosity, contact the centre and we'll put them either if they, we don't have tickets we'll put them on a waiting list and if people if there was a, enough interest we could kind of look at another option yeah because um, what's the plan then after the premiere it'll be available then on the cork um the channel then isn't it and online is that right mary yeah so it'll be broadcast um on cork community tv and at that point then it will be made available here to the Knock and roll community to do with as they wish, put it on the website or whatever, yeah. whatever you wish. So. It'll be amazing to look back on, I think. Maybe in 10, 20 years, I mean, it'll be amazing yes. to look back on, won't it? Oh, definitely. It's a snapshot. And just to say that, I suppose Knock and Rolly has a number of um, different, um, do you know, different videos, but I suppose this is, uh, this is our one. Yeah. So it's our place. That's, yeah, so, and it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's really, we're very excited. And, you sh and so you should be. You should be very proud of everything you've achieved here. And anyone who's looking for maybe more information on the services available here, how to get in contact, how can they do that? I am 062. Five two six eight eight. Um, and um, yeah, we would just say we have an open door policy. We might not always be able to see the person there and then, but somebody will speak. And I suppose again, when what people will see in the film is, you know, it is very much kind of, uh, you know, drop in. We're welcoming and um, supportive. We'll meet people where they're at, and we will we will support people young and old, what, you know, just come to the, the centre, I suppose. Okay, uh, one of the, the most interesting people I met maybe this morning is Dinny Fran, and Dinny's going to sing us out because Dinny didn't sing a song at all. Well, not to people, Dinny, is that right? You sang to yourself. But uh, he joined Young at Hearts, and now he's travelling all over the place singing in front of crowds, and he's, he's also features in the documentary as well that you can see at the Excel, and he's going to sing us out. What are you going to sing for us, Dinny? Will you go or let he go? Whenever you're ready, off you go, Dinny. Oh, the summer time is coming And the trees are sweetly blooming And the wild mountain thyme Rose around the blooming heather Will you go, Lassie, go? And we love go Together to and there we leave the sing song in uh, Knock and Rolly this morning, and uh, we wish everybody there the very, very best. Need of lovely memories of broadcasting from Knock and Rolly over the years, and uh, particularly lovely memories of the late uh, sister Joan Madden as well. News and information is coming up. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.